When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Real Underscore Sports Podcast, a Snapchat sports podcast, and may I mention the number one sports pod in the entire world. We are super excited to have you guys here for episode four. On episode four, we're going to talk the Anthony Davis trade and the Lakers whole situation. We'll talk about Kawhi, was it worth the one-year deal for the ring? We're going to answer a bunch of Monday mailbag questions, and most importantly, we will be announcing the giveaway winners. We're giving away airpods phone cases and raptors championship gear let's get it down goes frazier auburn's gonna win the football game auburn's gonna win the football game curry way down to gets it to jenkins I'm your host, Jack Settleman from Real Underscore Sports on Snapchat, Real Underscore Sports. With me today is my longtime best friend and co-host, Abe Granoff. Abe, what do you think about the Real Sports family? Damn, that intro sounded nice. Number one sports podcast in the world. That's crazy to think about. Uh, We're really excited about it. A lot to be thankful for this past weekend. Uh, LeBron got his guy. The Real Sports fam is, is backing us up. and Let's get into some good stuff. So in case you're new to the program, we actually hit number one on Apple, and it has a lot to do with the Real Sports family, listening, subscribing, rating, reviewing. So uh, just a major shout out to the power, more importantly. like We like to think of ourselves as the people's podcast. You have all the big names who get paid millions that go on ESPN and all that stuff. We're just, we're just for the people. That's why we do the Monday Mailbag. That's why we give back to everyone who listens and to who subscribes. So we're just really excited. And with that being said, the special player of the night is Dewana Bonner on the Mercury. Although we are a Las Vegas Aces podcast, I wanted to give a shout out to Dewana. She's averaging 24 points a game. So if you message me on Snap Real underscore sports, her name, I will add you back. But more importantly, Abe, let's get into it. First part of the podcast is trivia. I post it on my Snap every Saturday. This is coming as a little surprise to Abe. Are you got to try and stump me again? <laughs> I got you last week. This one's way easier, I hope, for your sake. Michael Jordan uh, was drafted. We might have to cut this, Charlie. Charlie, our producer, we might have to cut this. No, it's fine. The question is, in the 1984 draft, Michael Jordan was drafted third. Who were the two ah, players shoot. drafted before him? Uh, the one was Hakeem Olajuwon, for sure. Yep. Now, I don't want to sound like an idiot trying to remember this guy's name. I know his name when you'll say it. Something S, his first name starts with an S. I know that, but he's a nobody. He's a nobody. Sam Bowie. He's a long, Sam Bowie. Yep. He's a long line of trailblazers, uh, busted draft picks. Uh, I'm kind of disappointed in you. I'm not going to lie. I'm doing, I'm doing, I'm asking the trivia next week. All right. You can set the trivia and we'll do that. But the real part of the podcast that we are most excited about Anthony Davis is going to be a Los Angeles Laker you're the I mean we know you're a Sixers fan but number two is LA and Braun so what are your feelings 
don't don't make me out to be a Lakers fan. I just appreciate greatness when I see it. That being LeBron James. Well, this trade, as we know, was a long time coming. Uh, the Pels and the Lakers they they started talking about the deadline. We all know the fiasco that happened with that, leading to Magic Johnson leaving. And uh, I think David Griffin's the real winner here. Uh, he br- he came in. The Pelicans brought him in. Experienced GM, won a championship in Cleveland, and he came in with no emotions tied to what happened to the deadline. Um, all power to the owners. They let him make the deal he did. I'm surprised he didn't get Kyle Kuzma out of it, but uh, I think both sides really win here. Um, for the Lakers, AD, you got to do anything to get the second guy to LeBron. And yes, I say the second guy. I don't want to hear halfway through next year how <laughs> it's not LeBron's team because I know you're going to bring that up. But you have to do anything you can, sacrifice the future, the three first-round picks, just get LeBron a championship so it validates all all the fire that's been going on in that dumpster. But like I said last podcast, you put those two together, I, I don't know who else is coming, but I don't care. They're going to the championship. Yeah, and especially with the West, like you have teams that are going to drop off that are the Warriors, for example. I don't take the Blazers as a serious contender. Blazers and the Nuggets are a joke. They're a joke, and – we're going to talk about the Kawhi one year, you know, if he goes to Clippers, was it worth it for a title? And something that just popped up was that the Nuggets, they were interested in Davis, but they didn't want to part with Jamal Murray because they didn't think it was worth it for the one year. I actually, I mean, I disagree. If they get Anthony Davis plus Jokic no. plus the young no. core, that could be worth no. they, they could win a championship with that team. No, no, no championship experience on that team. Um Sure, they the Nuggets had a great playoff run this year. They had a great season. I compared the Nuggets this year to the twenty, I believe, twenty fourteen Atlanta Hawks. That team won sixty plus games out of the clear blue sky with Joe Johnson, Horford, uh, Corver, and others. And everyone knew when it came to the playoff times, the real guys were going to step up. LeBron swept them, and that's what this Nuggets team is. They're nothing special. You put AD there, sure, it's great, but no. Re- I don't blame them for not trading for him because no one's staying with that organization. But it's such a better team with AD upgrading from Murray. I, I just feel like that that could have been a viable option. It didn't happen. So Jamal Murray has a lot of promise to give up for a one-year rental for a team that by no means will have a shot at winning a title. Agree to disagree on that. Abe, so you're going to go on the record right now and tell me that because the Lakers got Anthony Davis, they're going to win or at least go to the NBA championship? There's no doubt in my mind with that. Um, I think the Lakers season this year was blown out of proportion in terms of horrible in terms of what actually happened. We've gone over this, that they were a game, a game and a half out of first place. When LeBron went down, they were clicking. They were finally playing well. Only good things were being said about them in the media. LeBron goes down. They go six and 11 in the next 17, which was inevitable. And then LeBron comes back after the deadline and everything that happened then um, that broke down the locker room and then they just couldn't get it back together with Lonzo being out. So I think that was blown out of proportion. But in regards to adding Anthony Davis, I mean, you're even more fond on Anthony Davis than I am. You, like, you well, love he, Anthony Davis. He's a top six player in the league, and that's what people don't understand. They, they're they like comparing this to a Kevin Garnett trade with the Nets and saying like you're getting this guy or Dwight Howard. Like Anthony Davis is an MVP candidate. It's absurd. So, like, so I, don't know how taking, I don't know how you're taking the angle that it's not going to be championship well, for the Lakers because well, look, no, 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 look at the look at the Warriors KD's out for the whole year if he comes he's going he's out well, for the team he's on he's going to resign and be out for the year and then it, the 
Thunder, we all know Russell Westbrook in the playoffs. I just don't think the West is going to be that good at all next year and be able to let alone stop LeBron James and Anthony Davis. There's no true powerhouse in the West. And I think the Lakers, I mean, the odds show, they jumped from what, plus, plus 500 to plus 300? Yeah. That how formidable they are. And there's no doubt in my mind they'll be in the finals. There's so many factors at play. Like one, LeBron James is horrible at defense at this point in his career. Horrible, Two, horrible. Har- he is horrible at defense. At one point, la- not last season for the Lakers, but the year his last year in Cleveland, he was the worst defender in the league by uh, defensive efficiency. Oh, I, I, hate, I hate those numbers. Just use oh, you your hate eye. numbers. Use your you eye. hate actual analytics. Use yeah. your mind. He's he, he was a fine defender earlier in his career. Now he thrives off uh, House of Highlights clips or Real Underscore Sports clips. Shout out Real Underscore Sports on Snapchat. He thrives off some chase down blocks and like people still think he's a good defender. It's the biggest misconception in the entire world. We'll it's see crazy. next year. We'll see next year when teams try and run a pick and roll on Anthony Davis and LeBron James. They'll have they'll target him like they target Boogie. The the only thing oh crazier. God. The only thing crazier. Boogie, fat yes. boy Boogie. He's so bad. But uh, the only thing crazier blown out of proportion than people thinking LeBron's good at defense is that because Lonzo Ball was hurt is why the Lakers missed the playoffs. If you can't make the playoffs, like if you think LeBron's this godsend still currently and isn't breaking down, which he clearly is, then then Lonzo Ball should not be that big a difference. And if you think Lonzo Ball is that good that he affected the Lakers' playoff chances like that, then the Pelicans should be your pick to win the West because Lonzo Ball, although he's a fine player, is not he should not be the difference. And the locker room, blah, 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 it doesn't matter. The locker room in Golden State was miserable this year. They still won 60 games. So There's no I, such thing as a championship locker room that's miserable. So Draymond okay, go the, and went after KD. Like, but there's a playoff. There's a playoff locker room, and that's you know they play basketball together, and they think that they're they're good enough to do it. So another thing is that uh, like the Lakers' young kids faded after the trade deadline because of all the drama. You know, Anthony Davis isn't the strongest minded. He's been in uh, New Orleans his whole career. He's kind of never been in the real spotlight, which is why people don't get why he's so good. Um, and he's been super injury prone. So I just think, and then all they you can have on con- injuries for any team. You can, but he actually has only played 65 games a year. So if he sits, and then with the current roster they have, like they can't win games. It's Kuzma, Mo Wagner, Isaiah, but I don't even know, some point guard who's on the books for two mil. We discussed, we're going to discuss, and like, Team, if they players don't have- are going to want to go there. They'll, they'll recruit shooters. They'll recruit these role players. I'm telling you, I think if they cannot sign another max player by, the best by rule, them. It might be yeah. a blessing for them that they can just go out and get these pieces like guys like Danny Green, guys like J.J. Redick, even though I don't necessarily think they're going there, but guys of that nature who can come in, have experience, and can actually contribute for them rather than just these Lance Stevenson and Michael Beasley of the world. I don't even want to make a hot take because I don't need to. I just don't see – I'd easily t- – should we make another wager on air? I will I'll bet you another $100 that the Lakers do not make the NBA Finals. Well, uh, let's talk about the odds that a Vegas involved. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. You got a deal. You got a deal. You got a deal. Right. So now we're on the record. We have two bets, and by the, <laughs> I'm sure by the next few years of recording this podcast, we're gonna have thousands of dollars of action. What was our first bet? Uh, that Kevin Durant will not average 27 points per game in the 2020 season. You can just get on a payment plan starting next week. <laughs> and then we have now that the Lakers will not make the NBA Finals next season. All right, let's let's move away from the future NBA champions. 
what else do we want to get into on this AD thing? Like, do you, I, I do agree that both teams now uh, have won that trade. I think it's, it's good for both. The one thing is that we might need to educate the people on is like this, this uh, pick swap that they have set up in like 2021 right. and 23 and 25. So that'll hypothetically be when LeBron's retired, right? That'll be, I mean, 21. Mm, I wouldn't be so sure. Well, I think he, he had an interview with someone last week saying, He's got. He he needs to play with his kid, and I mean, there's no slowing down. So I I, I have no reason to bet against that. There, I think he could be in this league for another five to six years. There is slowing down though. He finally got hurt, and I'll keep wow. I'll keep harping on this. Like he finally, his body is breaking down. He's old. He's logged so. Oh, so now you're the doctor on the podcast. <laughs> Twenty eight uh, and eight, and the guy's slowing down. Bottom line, you have to give him what he needs. He's still in peak form. He's still the best player in the world. And I think the real difference in this trade between why it didn't happen at the deadline and why it happened now is because of the new lottery system. Nobody knew that the Lakers and the Pelicans would have the picks they did. The odds didn't suggest it. And those truly were the biggest assets in this trade. Now you're hearing that the Pelicans could possibly move that number four pick. Uh, I don't know what kind of value that has in the league. If I'm them, I'm doing everything I can to call the Knicks and try and get R.J. Barrett paired with Zion. I think that would be revolutionary for this league. Yeah, that would be a lot of fun. Let's talk about the Pelicans a little because the Lakers, you think they're, you know, they're championship bound. There's a lot to be said about them. They kept Kuzma, but they now need to fill a bunch of spots. And we'll talk about the cap in a second. But let's start with the Pelicans. You have Ingram, Zion. You have the option to take Culver at four. You have Lonzo, who you really like. Um, The Pelicans with Jeru Holiday, although Randall just declined his player option. They could be a playoff team next year. Am I crazy for saying that? No, you're, you're not crazy at all. We all know how big of a Lonzo fan I am. Um, this team's good. They're probably, I'd say, Drew Holiday and Lonzo Ball would be one of, if not the best defensive backcourt in the NBA. Um, I think Zion, you never know how he's going to come in. I mean, I, he'll obviously be rookie of the year in my eyes. But, like, do you think he's a guy that can go out and get you 25 a night? Because they don't really have that guy. Uh, Drew Holiday is a good scorer. He's not a great scorer. But I, I, I can't I can't see Drew Holiday being a volume scorer on that team. And I think that's what that team needs. Lonzo hasn't really developed yet. Uh, Ingram declined his player option. Who knows is coming back. Um, you can't really rely on Ingram just yet. I think they need to try and move maybe one of those pieces and the number four pick and get a bona fide scorer on that team. And I think they could do a lot of damage. I think like if we actually just look at it how it is, they had the same pieces and then they had LeBron James and they missed the playoffs. So like what real extra pieces do they have this year? That would make me think uh, that they're going to no, make the well, everyone was hurt last year. Like, like yeah. sure LeBron came back, but he liked playing with Lonzo the entire season and but, Lonzo was out X amount of games right after LeBron got back. And by that time the roster was mentally destroyed from all the crap that happened at the deadline. I mean, it's hard to, I mean, they were in the hunt when it happened and, I mean, the pieces have shown promise, and I think we can all agree on that. I think Lonzo, um, his skill is very unique in this league. He does everything in the ball, scores, rebounds, assists. He's a great passer. Ingram's the question mark, not only to mention his blood clots or what that's going on with him, but he just hasn't lived up to the hype at all. Out of, um, out of all their pieces, though, I think Ingram's the most solidified. Like, he, you know you're going to get that much. You're going to get 17 a game from him. Like Lonzo, his shooting's a question mark. Zion, we have no clue how he reacts to the league. Culver, if they pick him, who knows? Josh Hart, like I've always said, he's really not that good. 
Um, the, the good thing is Alvin Gentry is a good coach, so it's up to him to figure it out. But I, I don't think the Pelicans are done just yet. Yeah, no, that's definitely definitely a possibility. So let's get into something that I brought up to you offline, and that's how I don't think this trade – I don't actually think so, but I think there is – You've been pretty confident in this. It's more of a gut feeling. It's not anything I've heard or anything I've read, but I have just this weird feeling that this trade is not going to go through. I know it's probably related because of the, you know, the, the CP3 trade that happened, the disaster with the Lakers then, but – it's just been so weird. The Lakers like thought that they were getting the deal done today or they thought that they were having it done at a different time so they could sign the third max. And then I'm hearing that if they don't get a third max, then the trade definitely goes through. But if they could get Kyrie or something, then it maybe washes the trade. Like I've heard a weird, like just a weird vibe. I think the trade goes through, but I would not be like shocked if it fell apart in the next three weeks. The only, the only reason that I can get behind that. I'm not going to say that at all. I, I definitely think it's going through one Polink is an idiot. He's not a GM. He's an agent. He's Kobe's puppet. I, we've already gone over that in previous episodes. Uh, Kobe's just using him as his plug in the organization. Um, and the other reason being that the Lakers are in that circle in the NBA with the Knicks. And I'll just leave it at them too. of the, what can go wrong will go wrong. And until proven otherwise, that's been pretty spot on, but I, I mean, it's got to go through. Um, but the thing is, if Anthony Davis isn't waiving his signing bonus or something with a $4 million bonus, they will not have enough max space for another superstar. It makes me happy with Jimmy Butler, but I think that could actually actually work out better for them if they could allocate that money to uh, a bunch of other role players to go alongside LeBron and AD. I, I think at that point, you just need to get a point guard that can handle the ball and just shooters all around i think kyle corver is a lock to be on the lakers next year i see it now i've and seen for all we know lebron's probably gonna bring mellow in too i've seen names thrown around that is like uh danny green jj reddick who obviously was a six or horrible jj's not going back to la i'll tell you that right now if jj goes anywhere i mean i'm not i'm not sure he's definitely on, not on the top list of priorities for us but he's got a house in brooklyn he commutes to philadelphia to go to work and by that i mean practice and go to the games commutes back and forth could see him going to Brooklyn. I don't see him making the trek all the way out to LA as like a family man now. Yeah, I, it's tough. That's always the most complicated part about predicting stuff during free agency is like there's family involved, there's kids, there's school. Just for these old heads. <laughs> Kawhi doesn't care. Yeah, Kawhi. Well, no one knows much about Kawhi. But we'll figure it out. So, so you said something funny about Palenka, how he's just an agent and like he actually has no clue what he's doing. But I didn't really get it until today when I found out that the Lakers did. The Lakers genuinely did not know what the situation was on that. They would have to wait till July 30th to have enough space to sign a max because then the NBA draft rights and the salary turns over. Like, how in the world is the GM of your franchise not very clear about two things? One, because he's not a GM. But I mean, that is hilarious. That's worse than anything the Knicks have been doing lately. I think I honestly think the Lakers just kind of panicked. Um, we saw the Celtics weren't going to give up Jason Tatum and the Lakers kind of just like have to be nice to the Pelicans after what happened uh, just to like suck up to them. So I think Griffin really manipulated all of this and said, maybe he said we have other deals on the table and the Lakers just caved and, and, and gave in. But I, I don't think it's a bad idea that they caved in in the long run. You're pairing uh, LeBron James, the best player in the world with a uh, top five, top six, depending how you look on it. 
uh, best player in the world and MVP candidate Anthony Davis. You won't be able to run a pick and roll on those two. Davis, like KG, is one of those guys who can guard both guys on a pick and roll, and LeBron is LeBron, uh, even though we've seen tape of him uh, taking it easy on Dave, but they'll figure it out. <laughs> but, yeah, it's just a deal you got to get done right now. Uh, you locked it up. Hopefully we'll find out July 6th for sure. And then it, the real interesting part is to see the pieces around them. Who, if they could get a max guy, who's the just name one name out of Kyrie, Kyrie Irving? No, Kyrie. no doubt in my mind, Kyrie Irving. Yeah, just for the, Kemba. Kemba would be nice and all, but just get LeBron a guy that he has chemistry with. Like you don't want to bank on him. I mean, I'm not going to say him and AD won't have chemistry. They obviously will, but the more comfortable he is, uh, the better it'll go for everyone. And I think we know how comfortable he is with Kyrie Irving. Yeah, good point. All right, before we move on, we want to announce the giveaway winners. We're giving out $500 in $500 plus in prizes just because the Real Sports family is the craziest and they pushed us to number 1. So, without further ado, the winner of the custom engraved Real Sports Fam AirPods is Sifo6. The winner of the Real Sports phone cases is Dwight99 and Kennedy Kamore, and the winner the five winners of Raptors Championships gear is Alessandro V23, Gene Schilling, Jan Amfit, Mohammed 711010, and Dutch Dutch Osan 1. I think it's supposed to be the chosen one, but that's pretty complicated <laughs> the way he spelled it. But thank you guys so much for supporting us. It means the world. Obviously, many more giveaways coming. Uh, we've done signed Harden jerseys. We've done AirPods. We do it all. But it's all just to give back to you guys. So thank you very much. So now, Abe, uh, Kawhi Leonard, NBA champion, could be leaving in free agency. I'm being told that he actually is going to go to the Clippers. I don't believe it. But let's just assume for the sake of this that he goes to the Clippers. Is there any doubt in your mind that the transaction was worth it? 100%. I mean, you do that. the way that organization was going uh, with just being in stagnant, second and third round exit. I think they went to one Eastern conference finals and got swept by LeBron. Uh, they were just in a lull. They had to do something. And then Masai Ujiri came in balls against the wall and just sent it. He, no one saw this move coming with the Rosen. The Rosen was so loved in that entire country for being a glorified scorer and nothing more. Uh, they, they were going in no direction. You bring a guy in who didn't play for a year, risky enough. You trade everything um Danny Green was also a great pickup for them but Kawhi in general and he does something that nobody was ever able to do and he goes to the NBA finals and he wins and he wins an MVP the first in the in the um organization's history Canada was going crazy Jurassic Park I I hated all those people there but that's for another time uh but there's no doubt in my mind this trade's worth it you get one championship I would kill kill for one championship If, if the Sixers brought in Embiid Tobias Jimmy and Ben and we won a championship, they could leave tomorrow for all I care. That, right. that, that, that would be enough well, for me. So there's no doubt in my mind the Raptors made the right move, even if he leaves. Yeah, people don't understand like how rare it is to win a championship. If you don't build a dynasty in this power super team NBA, like you don't win one up. You had the Dirk one with the Mavs, and that's really the only one. And then obviously this one now. Like 
you just make the deal. That's why earlier I was saying I wouldn't hate if the Nuggets upgraded because what are the Nuggets going to do? Murray's going to get better. The Nuggets, just, the, the trade wouldn't do anything for them. Well, I hate that you're saying that because you're talking about playoff experience and all this crap, but you just picked the the Lakers to win an NBA title based off. Well, yeah, because they have one player who's done it before. Yeah, but you're saying the the Nuggets would have nobody. So you're pretty much saying no team can win a championship unless their star players won a championship. No, I'm saying if he doesn't have championship experience. If the leader of your team doesn't have championship experience – it's not happening. How do you That's get? That's why the Rockets can't get over the hump. But how do you get championship experience? Like someone, like you're telling me, Giannis isn't going to win a championship essentially because he hasn't been yet. Like how does that work? No, I mean the time will come eventually, and you establish yourself. But I'm not buying into it until you do. That's why I wouldn't pick the Bucks to win it all next year. I wouldn't pick the Rockets to win it all next year. I, I if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. So be it. But you got to prove it to me first before I think you can go out there and do it. <sighs> I don't know. That's crazy to me. All right, let's move on to Monday Monday Mailbag. First question, and the most important one that's ever been asked in the Monday Mailbag, is why do I wear ankle socks when playing basketball? I posted on my Snap story for my Sunday game. It's brutal, brutal. <laughs> Obviously, I, I do it as partially a joke because no, I – No, just- no, no. Let me, let me take this one. Let me take this one. Go for Jack- it. Jack is is the type of basketball player that you look at when he gets on the court and you say, this kid sucks. <laughs> he just is the corniest looking kid on the court. And he's an all right player or whatever, but he does it just so he thinks he can get in his, his intimidate his opponent. Like there's no, no actual no, reason no. behind it. It looks ridiculous. I can't believe he does. There's it. no intimidation with the ankle socks. It's actually the quite the, quite the opposite. It's that, if I ever showed up to a court and some kid's wearing ankle socks, like I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to go for 50 on this kid. I show up in the ankle socks. I show up and then they start attacking me and then I'm stealing the ball from them. I'm driving right by them. I'm finishing with the left. I'm finishing with the floater. You know my whole layup package. Like they just underestimate me. How long does that last for? About three possessions. But I just don't <laughs> like the sweat rolling. Like I, I just feel much freer, much lighter on my feet with the ankle socks. So Thank you, the underscore Littis, for asking the most important question. And what you guys don't know is that Abe hooped for about six years in tennis shoes. That, like, that, that, that is a totally different situation. I might have had a little weight issue growing up. The tennis <laughs> shoes were a little lighter on my feet. I didn't want to drag around the LeBrons. I had an excuse for that. We're going to have to post that on the RS Pod Instagram page, uh, which Ooh. is worse, hooping in tennis shoes or in ankle socks? <laughs> that's, that's a good question. All right, moving on. Next is from awesome underscore gamer 91. He asked, so for context, uh, I posted a picture of my snap story. It was called, it says called game, but it's crossed out called series. So a bunch of plays that pretty much ended series. So you have Dame shot this year over Paul George, the 40 footer, Kyrie to win the championship, Kawhi's four bounce shot, LeBron's block and MJ's step back jumper over uh, the jazz to win a title. Uh, so the question was, which of these plays was the most iconic? Abe, what's your answer? In terms of most iconic in NBA history and one of the most memorable, I think I'm going to get a lot of backlash for this, but I'm going Kawhi Leonard. Um, <laughs> the, first off, it's the first games, Game 7 buzzer beater in NBA history. Yeah. So that's for context. What it meant to the organization, what it meant uh, for him as a player, and everything that happened that entire year with Masai Ujiri, like we just talked about, and the way it happened and the series he was having and one of the most iconic playoff runs in NBA history, and for that shot to go in how it did, this isn't a Sixers thing. I don't want to hear that in the comments of our Instagram. I'm not saying it because of that. But I think it was just 
one of the memorable shots that you can see in your head. Like you're not going to know how the ball went in with Kyrie's shot. You're not going to know how the ball went in with Jordan's shot. You're just going to know that he pushed off for it. But with the with the Kawhi shot, it's 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 unfathomable how that went in. And I think it'll stick in your head the most. Maybe it's not the most meaningful shot in NBA history, but most iconic for sure. The most iconic shot is just it's not even a question. It's Michael Jordan. It's the greatest player of all time. It's yeah, he pushed off and that's part of why it's so iconic. And it's not even in the graphic, but he stole the ball from Malone to even get the possession. It's his sixth title. He throws up the six after he hits a shot. He had a game winning shot to win the NBA finals. There's only one other player that I can recall, which is Kyrie Irving doing that. And who's more iconic, Michael Jordan, the best player of all time, or Kyrie Irving, who just had to get LeBron a a title? In in game six, it's got to be a game seven for me. We said it on the last podcast, the two best words words in sports, game seven. (laughs) It's got to be it. It's got to be then for me. The problem you're you're not taking into account is Michael Jordan didn't go to game sevens ever in finals. So that's why he couldn't do it in a game seven, which I know is a huge bummer. He played in that NBA and not this NBA, but that's for another time. He played in what NBA? The lesser of the NBAs. The lesser of the NBA, the Magic Johnsons and the Kareem. Yeah, the talent-wise. And, and the Wilts and the Birds, yeah. No, that was pretty crappy time, wasn't it? Compared to today's NBA, I'm not going to get into what I think Michael Jordan's player comparison because I don't want to be too blasphemous just yet, but he that's why he's not the GOAT. These players nowadays and these athletes are at another level. It's just silly. All right, next question. Aroma Chef asks... Uh, what's good with the Encarnacion trade for the Yankees? Are they, uh, where does it take them? I, I really like this trade um, for the for both teams because you look at a team like Seattle who really wasn't doing anything. They've been crappy all year and they have this fat well, contract on their me inter- Let me interrupt you. The Mariners were the hottest team out of the gate. They've actually been so dreadful. It's almost impressive to close. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're not going anywhere. You might as well get this contract off your hands. Um, they got cash to work with. But it's going to be interesting to see what the Yankees do with him because they have so many pieces that they could throw around. And you got to assume that Encarnacion is going to be a DH every day type of guy. And that forces Luke Voigt to stay at first on a day in and day out basis for the most part. And then the odd guy out in the infield would be Gio Urshela, who's having a great year batting over 300. And his bat has been unbelievable for him not to be in the lineup in every day. It's never too bad to have so much talent. Uh, We've seen this before with the Yankees, and they've figured it out with all these World Series and all these titles, and Brian Cashman hasn't been afraid to spend the money. So we'll see how it works out. I mean, Encarnacion is fantastic, so I can't say it's a bad trade for either team. Yeah, they're, so they actually haven't won a title in a really long time, which is why there's a lot of anxiety around the Yankees organization. But Buster only tweeted out the best possible, not the best possible, but a realistic possibility of what the Yankees' nine hitters would look like. LeMahieu, Judge, Hicks, Sanchez, Stanton, Gregorius, Encarnacion, Voight, Torres. I mean, you have Glaber hitting ninth. You have Encarnacion, who's leading the AL in home runs, hitting seventh. Like, it's just comical how good their hitting is. And they've it's crazy said, how good they are now and how injured they are still are. Yeah, they've been on fire. I mean, they've been cold in the past week or so, but... They've been playing unbelievable. The most important thing, though, is like this AL is the most open it's been in a pretty long time. The Astros are the Astros. They're really good. 48 and 24. Pretty special. But the Rays, they're a pretender. And we talk about pretenders and contenders in the NBA all the time. 
it's the same for me in the in, in baseball. The Twins, pretender. Rays, pretender. Astros, obviously contender. Rangers have been on fire. Indians have been down. And then they the Red Sox aren't really playing that well. So if there's ever a year for the Yankees to finally get back to the World Series and to they just need to bring in a pitcher and they're going to make that move. So I think it's a wonderful move. I think it is never, ever a bad situation when you have too many power or amazing hitters on your team. That so. was that was pretty tough uh, saying all those good things about the Yankees. I know I'm going to hear it. I hope my Yankee friends don't listen to this episode. Well, but, I, uh, especially I'm, with my over 94 Red Sox bet. So, yeah, that's not my um i'm an orioles fan obviously and we're so bad that i can't even like talk crap on the yankees i just gotta accept it at this we'll get into the phillies another time i got a lot to say about them the final question from the monday mailbag is from decker fan 87 and it's what are your thoughts on Jarrett culver so yeah go for it Jarrett culver is uh he's interesting to me i think he's like he's such a tweener uh his offensive power came from nowhere last season with 18 and a half points a game. Uh, he shot the ball at 30% from three. So he's shown he can do that. I think at his size and weight, he's going to be a two, a two flex three. Yeah. And I think he's got to get a little bigger and his athleticism needs to improve. But if he gets a jump shot, he can play on and off the ball. I think he's a good player. I think we'll see him go in the top. I'm, I mean, I think the top four will shake up pick wise after some trades but top six for sure i, I like jared culver you you probably know a little bit more about him being that you've watched him from university of texas him playing texas tech all the time or him on texas tech all the time so maybe you can give a little bit more insight culver so it's funny you say that like jared culver is just someone you don't even like he doesn't he didn't even make a big splash until late in the season uh, like, yeah i'm not i'm not really trusting him just yet is yeah. what i want to go at. so a few things that you mentioned. One is like he can play one off the ball, and if he adds a jump shot, he shot 30% from three. That is not good for the NBA. Like that'll be a disaster for him. He's a really good defensive player. He averaged 18 a game. Uh, I mean, quietly, kind of like Kawhi. Uh, two big things for me is one, he absolutely disappeared in the Final Four and in the championship. And you know how I feel about players who don't come up big in the tournament. But yet, but yet Steph Curry is your Steph- number one player on earth. What do you mean? Steph Curry had one of the greatest tournament runs we of all time. Okay. No, I'm talking about in the NBA. I, but I dropped him from one on the last episode, but that is a moot point because he had one of the greatest Cinderella runs with literally no one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but back mm-hmm. to my point, he uh, Culver, so he disappeared. And then two, I just think the talent gap is so, so big in these top three. I think RJ Barrett, as we know, will be the best player out of the draft, probably a Knicks all-star and superstar. Um, Zion is to be seen and Moran is he's going to be awesome with his passing ability and then from there it just drops off like you have Darius Garland he played in like a few games this year before he got hurt you have Culver who is a really good defender needs to work on his offensive game I just am not a huge fan of him and then from there it's like I don't I don't really know I'm not not a fan I'm not a fan of this draft class in general after the top three Uh, I think it's a very weak draft class and oh Kepka. Kepka just missed a uh, a six foot birdie on eighteen that would have put him one back. Now Woodland's going into seventeen with a two shot lead. Really wow. Brooks so it sounds. This is the fun part about recording the night before is that, and during the U.S. Open is that hopefully in the morning when this goes live, uh, like something crazy would have happened. But it sounds like Gary Woodland's going to be our U.S. Open champion. He was a hot, no 
he was 150 to one in Vegas, and uh, I know someone who has a little wager on him, so that's going to be a crazy payday. We're uh, the run that Brooks is going on is is something that we've never seen. I mean, if he would have won this, I, I don't know what I would have said. Yeah, it's crazy. He just flips the switch for the majors, and he genuinely does not care about anything else during <laughs> during the golf season. Nope. But so that's kind of our thoughts on Culver. Our draft pod, mock draft preview pod is going to be on Thursday, the day of the draft. It'll be out early that morning. So stay tuned for that. But thank you guys for listening to episode four of the Real Underscore Sports podcast, a sports Snapchat pod. Please rate, subscribe, give us nice reviews. And a major shout out to our producer, Charlie, and the Blue Wire podcast network. Um, Abe, sign off with, so you're convinced AD is going to be, or sorry, the Lakers are going to win it all next year. That's your pick, early pick. I know a lot has to happen. Nothing, nothing will change from this take. The Lakers are going to the NBA championship next year against the Philadelphia 76ers. Rematch 0-1. Let's get it. Stay at number one, Real Sports Fam. Keep showing love. We got a lot intact for you guys. Thank you guys. All right, Real Sports Fam. Signing off. Have a great day. Uh, Real Real Sports Fam for life.